It's like six bucks for angers too. The old art actually does fit well with the new frame in that it looks like the same kind of styling. It I don't know. Kind of looks like it's like like Fraggle Rock or something. Like it almost <laughs> up it, you know. <laughs> Jim Henson presents the incarnations. <laughs> yeah. It's like the little red baby. Yeah, if you told me they took a photo of like a little like a little Muppet, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I see it. It looks like a child made out of ground beef. <laughs> this was great because there was no good B-roll the last time, and now we have shitloads. <laughs> <laughs> the format's looking kind of crazy, but I'm playing nothing at all. He took my new orcish lady, so I'll be flipping him off once again. It's kind of like it's gone wrong. Kind of like it's gone wrong. Ian decides that the decks I play all die. It's a never-ending crap. I'm making Duke will decide. But man, hey, I don't think she's done wrong. The format's going somewhere else, babe. Commander's nothing at all Someday another will be remade For now I'm not enthralled With myself It's kinda like it's gone wrong Kinda like it's gone wrong Ian decides that the decks I play all die it's a never-ending cry I'm making Duke will decide But man, hey I don't think she's done wrong Hello and welcome to the Canadian Threshold Legacy Podcast That in this all-new post-ban version of Legacy Is brewing up a little deck with uh, Battle of Zendikar uh, Hour of Devastation Mirrodin Besieged Morning Tide, Prophecy, The Brothers' War, Cold Snap, Time Spiral, uh, Torment, Conflux, Weatherlight. Get it? You guys get it? Urza Saga? Urza Saga? <laughs> As my co-host, as always, Jeff Kinsey. <laughs> On the, the ball. Joke. The joke is bad, but whatever. McBain, you still didn't get it. McBain, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what was your contribution, like, McBain? Are these like all on the plains of Dominaria or something? What I don't know what's going on oh, here. Wow. Specifically, no, most all... of those are, are not Dominaria. Yeah, <laughs> I okay, think almost so, all of them. Like Mirrod and Besiege, specifically not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm Vorthos now. I know this shit. <laughs> well, I started paying attention, then I stopped paying attention, and now I'm just lost. They're so. all cards that are also names of sets. I'm actually surprised there's that many. I, I knew like Mirrod and Besiege and Urza Saga and like Conflux. But um, what that was Torment do? Um, good question. Get your hands off that keyboard. <laughs> I see. Is that from... I can't, I, I can't tell you. Is that from I don't, I don't Homelands? Know. Oh, okay, McVeigh. I'll look it up in you. 
Oh, wait, no, this is just the... I want to say it's one black from Homelands and it's an enchant creature. What'd it do? What'd that enchantment do? Hold on, I want to be proven correct before I continue. No! It is, it is an enchant <laughs> creature. You were off on the uh, casting cost. Okay, well, one in a black then. Um, okay. Is that not what you said? I said one black. No. Oh, I just interpreted that as one. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. One. Yeah. Let, let's let's view it that way. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, sure. Um, it gives minus one, minus one to a creature, but there might be like an activated ability where you can like make the minus one, minus one more. Something like that. That seems too good. When, for, yeah, it's just a, it's for just a straight minus three minus O. Mm. Oh, really? That's disappointing. Which uh, is does not match the flavor text. Does it have like a guy's back kind of getting like whipped or something in the art? He's looking at like his injuries in the mirror. So kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. But it's Volrath has killed me. All that remains of me is the scar. Like, buddy, you're not even losing toughness. You're fine. Oh, you do refer to him as a guy. That's that's Tongarth. Oh, that's a that's a that's a dude. That's not just a guy. Oh, that <laughs> is not... okay. That's stronghold as well. That's this is the worst mag- oh legacy God. podcast ever. Okay, we're not worth this anymore. Let's get off of this. This should be no, like for... a minotaur. You should know this shit. <laughs> just said you're worth those. Maybe if he's playable. Maybe if he stopped Emrakul from attacking, then I would know who he was. All right. Oh my god. Let's do some... Oh, there is no housekeeping, right? No. No, because the only thing that's coming up, I actually forgot about it until like right now, and there's no shot this is coming out before the tournament that we will maybe be playing in and talking about. It so, might come out. Come on. That, come on. It might. Come on. <laughs> Okay, well, if, you're listening this, if you're listening to this day of April 2nd, there it's is a event at Stronghold. Starts at 11, I think. Yeah, yeah. so if it's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, day. you're getting, eating breakfast. You get up, you check the, no- yeah. the notifications, you see on Twitter, it's blown up. You see the normal 300 retweets and you think, I better listen to that shit right now. This is to inform you. Get out the fucking door. Go to Magic Stronghold and sign up right now. There's a tournament. There's a 1K. We'll maybe be your, there. Your friend and or partner is like, yo, we should go for brunch. And you're like, no, 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 no. We should go for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I'm brewing up some breakfast. And they're like, well, how do you brew breakfast? And you're like, see ya. That's your chance to get out the door. <laughs> Put down yeah. that stack of pancakes. I'm picking up my stack of magic cards. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, so other than that, I think that's it for kind of things that are going on. Well, if we're, if we're talking day of, then it's worth mentioning day after, which is the hangover event at uh, Connections. It's happening that Monday, I believe. 20 proxy limit, all that good stuff. Try, try and get out to that. I'm going to be there. We have not had a good turnout. Uh, I couldn't make it out last time. And I don't think it fired. So let's show them that we want them to keep running monthly legacy. Here, here. I'm going to proxy my ponders with the GP <laughs> top eight ponders. <laughs> Stolen valor. <laughs> the, the super crazy brainstorms. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just going to be all the sweet arts that like are infinite dollars or my city and traders will be foiled. <laughs> this is fucking magic stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Something about valor and battles. Look at that. It's, it's perfect. Well, I love that this is of the battle for Zendikar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that this is what this one's called, right? The only one spoiled is called Battle for Zendikar. It is. Yeah. Does it mean, are they all going to be battle for something? Is that the format it's going to be? Well, no, this is the invasion. It's the invasion, oh, invasion. of Zendikar. Oh, shit. I was even wow, Quinn. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, ruin the whole. We gotta, we gotta. It's embarrassing. Back. We can't. We gotta redo this now. The intro's ruined. Um, McBain in your face is just like <laughs> trying to move past this so badly. I'm trying. So battles are leaked or not leaked? Properly spoiled today. We saw the first one. You know, by the time you listen, to this is going to be like 18 revealed. Um. But the one we saw, Invasion of Zendikar, it's what? This is one from memory here. It's like three and a green. How about, how about yeah, I just see? read okay, it? Okay, fine, fine. Read it. Well, I want to see if Jeff can do it. Look, you went with Torment. But give me a shot. Give me a shot, okay? Okay, buzz, fine, buzz me sure. when I'm wrong, and then we can go. It's, it's three and a green. It's a battle siege subtype. And then it says, like, siege. Like when this comes into play, you choose an opponent that defends it and like you can attack it. Well, players other than that person can attack it. Um, and when it comes into play, you search for two basic lands and put them into play tapped. It has what, one part you missed. Hmm? One part you missed. What happens when it's uh, dead? I, I was getting there. I was oh, getting sorry, there. Sorry. It has three toughness. I don't know what you'd call it. Three valor. We're going to call yes. it Valor. Three Valor. <laughs> and when it dies, you can flip it and cast it. Notably cast, not just it flips and goes into play. Um, it's, so it's it's exiled and then cast and, and transformed. Cast yeah. yeah. And then the, the other side is a 4-4 four, four that gives you rainbow lands. Uh, and it does something else. Um, it is a rainbow land. Oh, just it's a rainbow land? Yeah. Yeah. In addition to its other types. And it has it vigilance a... and haste. Oh, okay. 4-4. Four, four. This... Uh... So just so, like, I'm just playing this out in my mind here. Like, let's say I've got, my opponent has nothing on board. Mm -hmm. I have three powers and creatures on board. I can play this card, put two lands into play, attack... The well, yeah, I guess you can attack right away, right? I yeah, and then it. I crack in and I attack it, and then I immediately get a four-four out of it. Yep. Um, that is like so. I'm like, I'm theoretically going up three mana on turn four. Like it's a triple ramp spell, and I'm getting a four-four, and my opponent's getting nothing other than not having to taking three damage. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty powerful. It's pretty good. Seems really busted and limited on the play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems nuts. Also, uh, apparently you can target them with burn spells. So if you, you can like you can like play it and bolt it or something. I mean you're, then it's like a two card, you know, you're spending two cards to do one thing, but it's worth knowing. Right. Um okay, idea. Mm -hmm. We're probably it probably won't be good by the time we figure out that it's not actually valor counters, but imagine they are. 
<laughs> so it's just all the most busted battles and then like four hex mages and it's called stolen valor <laughs> that's the name of the deck i love it it's perfect yeah and then so about these battles i assume they're played as like sorceries or creatures kind of i think they're yeah i think they're uh yeah there was permits. some it's like an enchantment okay yeah, it was basically said that they played any time a creature enchantment or sorcery could be played. Now, are they like world enchantments where there can only be one in play at a time? I assume not because um, yeah, I don't think they so. have they have their little valor tokens. Yeah, and apparently every every battle in this set has a subtype siege, but there might be different ones in the future. Right. I'm so excited. It's really weird it's, too because like cool mechanic. the battle, like I play the battle, right? And I say, okay, Quinn has to protect it now. It's still mine and I still control it. You're just protecting it. Which is weird. So you can like Yorion, like flicker your own battle. And then the other weird thing too is that you... That's you, bad though, right? That's bad? That's got to be great. Oh, because ETBs and does shit, yeah. Yeah, and when I when you bounce the awakened Skyclave, the token, it the battle goes back to your hand. What? It's oh, just like bouncing. It. It. Yeah, yeah. It, well, no, because no, it's it's exiled. The card is exiled, but then you're casting what? it transformed. Yeah, okay. It's so the, the battle card. goes back to your hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I was just trying to like think it through in my mind. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, can yeah. you? The like claws, it's like the, um, I mean, you cast them, so kind of not really, but the old flip planeswalkers, where it's like, you know, once the thing triggers, it exiles and then it comes back on the other side instead of just transforming. Right. Um, right. The the rumor was there's supposed to be another flip planeswalker in here too. So we'll see. Fingers crossed for flip planeswalker Thalia that actually will cost like eight mana and be terrible. Um. Yeah, other asterisks on this interesting bit is that when they transform, you cast it, um, which would make me assume there's some that are like instants or sorceries or something on the back, not necessarily a creature, which is neat. But also, it's just very funny to have another mechanic that Teferi just like shits on. I, I was thinking about that because it's the first thing I thought of too. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you have to attack this down, like you just attack the fairy first, right? That's a lot of like stuff to it, take care of. Like, yeah, you're not going to where to fairy can get you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more like you're kind of like putting it on pause, right? Like until that. But it's funny. So I don't know. It'll be cool to see what else comes out. Um, new card type is always going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like the concept of what it is it's hard to imagine, I think, it seeing anything in Legacy. Obviously, hugely uh, contextually dependent on like what they actually are. But a, a permanent that involves you putting it into play and then attacking it in like the least creature-based format doesn't seem like it's going to see much success. But who knows? Maybe there's going to be something where the, the front half is, is good enough. Um, or, you know, it's, I don't know, generates enough value on the backside. Like, there could easily be some kind of shitty white thing that you could play in DT. <laughs> it's an evergreen comment, right? 
I think that's why I could have niche success too, right? Especially mm-hmm. even like vintage if they're push enough. Like the fact that there are some some matchups where you're like, I'm gonna flip this thing like right away. Mm-hmm. And you know your opponent's not gonna have any creatures, so if they don't have removal, you just get it. Like there's probably gonna be some cards that are pushed with the assumption that like you're playing like mid-range the gathering, right? And either like limited or standard. And the drawback is like, well, you'll never get through, they'll just like protect it. But there's just some decks, you know, if you're playing against Storm, you're going to be like, okay, play this, hit you, or it's hit true, it, I guess. But yeah, I wonder what it would, the effect would have to be to be like good enough to play and then attack, you know, enter the Undercity. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. When this, uh, when you, yeah, Battle for Baldur's Gate, let's go. <laughs> They're probably going to, that's going to be in like the Lord of the Rings set. There's going to be a commander set. There's going to be battles in that commander set. You know it before you even get to Lord of the Rings. Is this the set with the Eldrazi commander deck? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. There's like an Eldrazi commander deck coming out, right? Is there? Yeah. Um, it's a mystery. Um, I don't know. Can you just maybe before we move on, Jeff, can you think of a bad white card like white effect <laughs> that uh-huh. would be a battle that you would actually like like to play it's it's tough because i feel like any white battle is gonna have some dumb shit like when it comes into play you know your creatures get like plus one plus one or something this turn which is interesting in the context of like limited and a battle where like your buff it comes into play and it buffs your guys to help you push through to like do damage and flip it but like, who gives a shit in Legacy? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. My my choice that obviously wouldn't work because it's just Cataclysm with upside is Cataclysm as a battle. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, because okay. it's your permanent and it's a battle, you're just like, I am sacrificing this now <laughs> for the Cataclysm. And then you get the extra value of whatever it is on the other side. But, it's uh, Yeah. Fuck. Well, I think it's so specifically, I believe, and I'm gonna have to pull one up to check, but I believe it's like when the last thing is removed, you flip it. I don't think it's like when it would die, you flip it. Like I don't think if you naturalize a battle, um, it flips. Yeah, when is de- when is defeated specifically? So if I were to play Invasion of Zendikar and then cast Cataclysm to destroy the two new lands that I got and the siege. I do not get to get a guy out of it, unfortunately. I guess it's kind of the planeswalker like well problem or feature or bug, depending on your opinion, I guess. If someone puts one into play, you like there's nothing that just like nukes. I mean, maybe they'll print something that nukes it. But that was kind of the issue with planeswalkers and legacy for Oh right, right, like stuff to like just have, deal with it. You had to like play creatures. Yeah, I guess you can't disenchant that. Mentally, I keep thinking it's like enchantment battle. Yeah. Um Good news for you, Quinn, though. You can. Can you? No, I was going to say you can put it into playoff show and tell, but you probably can't. Eureka battle tell. No, you, you specifically cannot. You get Eureka it in. <laughs> so how did these. Because um, a while ago, I remember seeing the, the spoiler for the plane invasion cycle, and there was the Marcadian one. Are you talking about plane chase? Um. 
Is it plane chase? No, there was something they talked about the story where they're like invaded Mercadia and they invaded whatever. Yeah, so there's I'm looking at the arts right now. There's like Chandelar, uh, Tarkir, um, Invasion of Mercadia, Invasion of Lorwyn, and Invasion of Alara. And it looks like you oh, know, all Elish Norn's hordes Ooh. kind of attacking each one. So like directly those are each a battle mm-hmm. and they have some kind of, you know, similar effect. Oh, Mercadia is going to flip into like a multi port. It's going to flip into fucking Thran. What's the, the drill Mishra's drill or whatever. The one that like, Mishra's Helix. yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, okay. That's what I would play in D and T. Someone comes into play and does who gives a shit. And when it flips, it turns into Mishra's Helix. <laughs> Doesn't Mishra's Helix cost like two, doesn't it? No, no there's no X, way. There's no way it costs two to play Mishra's Helix. No, it costs five. Yeah. Oh, it's five. Oh. Yeah, we played it in the World Champ decks recently. It's fucked up. Yeah, card sticks. But like theoretically, those to me are the, are the, um, what do you call them? Battles. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, The cons one. um, All your creatures come in as morphs. And they get you can cast them as morphs, and then when you kill it, they flip up. That uh, seems that doesn't seem good. Doesn't it? No, you don't Not get any ETB effects. Yeah, but you get to like cheat on mana. You pay three for everything. It's like commander. I don't know. You like flip up like Jing attacks. Okay, commander, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. Commander, sure, but Lightningful yeah. too. Yeah. Watch, that's going to be like word for word, like what it is. <laughs> I bet you Aaron Forsythe doesn't have to deal with his naysaying. I'm just trying to spitball here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Invasion of Mercadia. Dude, this shit's going to be wild. Look at all those airships. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. While we're brewing in our minds, why don't we talk about some brewing that actually pertains to legacy? <sighs> On fire. It's, it's that it's that like beautiful moment before someone is just like actually here's the best Delver deck <laughs> where people people are lying to themselves to be like I can play anything like you can't you could try and it's happening and there's some heaters out there what's your first heater I have a I have a new favorite actually sorry I'll back up I think the way I put this in the in the group chat was Friends off with standstill, which broke my heart to, to to write down. But friends off with standstill. Staff of the storyteller is my new best friend. <laughs> so this is a one in a white artifact. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you create a one one flying spirit. And whenever you create a creature token, you put a counter on staff of the storyteller. And then you can pay one white and tap it and to draw a card. So I played a deck last week that had three staffs, uh, three Urza Saga, Timeless Dragon, a okay. bunch of copies now of we're talking. Shark Typhoon. <laughs> and so it just like shit out tokens, drew tons of cards. I got just destroyed by lands, but all my other matches, I think I punted a couple of times because I didn't really know what I was doing, but... Oh man, it's so sweet. You, I drew so many cards. Did you Just play Shurikai? I did not play Shurikai, and oh, so they're, they're listening so that too. Sick there. Yeah, so they're listening Shurikai, 
and there's lists running Stoneforge because when you Stoneforge and get Batter Skull or Cauldra, you make a token. Like right, token. right. Uh, yeah, it's it's a sweet card. Do you know what land makes tokens that you should be playing? Colony Garden? Are you going to say Colony Garden? I can't wait. It makes 1-1 one, one soldiers. <laughs> no! <Right>. No! No! <laughs> no! I'm not going to sack up planes. Sack up planes. Sack up planes. <laughs> What's like, we could play Bant Colors, and then it can be the opposite of Bampo, because it's like tempo negative. Do you, know, do you know what you'd play instead as a, this is bad, but maybe... Is that um, if you're really desperate, the one white enchantment that makes a one one vampire, and then when you attack oh, the three creatures, you can flip it. Yeah. Instead, I just played Retrofitter Foundry. Mm, yeah, that mm. seems good. Yeah, that seems much more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, that land in this format? Uh, wasteland? That seems good against uh, what we're suggesting, McBain. Um, I think that's sweet. I think, like, when. I really like when legacy decks are incentivized to grind for value rather than just to like punch someone in the face and try to win the game right away. Those little, you know, this is Jeff's kind of magic here where it's just the game <laughs> of inches. That's, that's fun magic. And something like this where you, other than maybe a culture complete, you're kind of just, grinding for value and drawing lots of cards. So it looks pretty fun. Yeah, that is why I got body by lands though. Cause they, I, I had a lot of cards in my hand and they just simply did things that I couldn't counter. <laughs> it was like really like demoralizing. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, sometimes you have bad matchups. This Shirakai builds are crazy. Like, yeah, you're playing a four mana artifact, but Shirakai's ability, like one tap, draw to discard one, make a pilot. It's like, you just, you draw two cards, discard one, make a token, and then you can pay one white to remove the story calendar from the staff to draw another card. So it's like two mana to draw two of the best, or three of the best four cards, and you get a guy. Oh, oh it, you it get going. Me. Meanwhile, someone's like, play Atraxa, and you're like, huh, that's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, show and tell. Okay. Yeah, show and tell in the Shirakai. Yeah. Start making pilots, crew it up. Nice grizzle brand. I'm also drawing. <laughs> Watch how I can draw seven cards over like three turns. Oh god, Shirakai um, also doesn't do anything. I assume it had like combat abilities. It's just an eight eight. It's just a big beater. It doesn't and have need, like, like zillion pilots. Yeah, crew eight. It doesn't have like, you know, vigilance, trample, flying. No. Wow. I, I think you're just supposed to play the wandering emperor in that spot. Yeah. Well, the one that I was looking at had a Wandering Emperor and a Sharkai. I just played Jason the Mind Sculptor instead. Yeah. I won a game the other week. Sorry, minor diversion, but you were talking about the kind of magic I like, McBain. I was playing on Magic Online, and uh, this guy's playing Band Control. And we get to a point of the game where they're taking up their Jace. And this is bad, right? They're leaving cards on top. I'm thinking, oh, no, like I'm done. I'm cooked. And then I realized that because they're playing, you know, this crazy efficient value game, they have like four cards left in their deck. And by the time they're going to Jace ult me, 
I'm going to have like five cards in hand. <laughs> so I just stopped playing lands. He just kept, they just kept Jace like plussing me. I'm just <laughs> keeping all the stuff in my hand. They alt and we just go back and forth for like three turns and then they lose. <laughs> it's so good. Like, so you I just had... remove all stops and you're like, let's do this. I got time, man. I can hit F2. Let's go. Oh, draw. Okay. Pass. You want to try that? That's when you like in, in your main phase, you have to like tap on tap the land, like think about something and be like, mm, no pass. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. So that's just what I think of anytime I see somebody play Jace right now. But I mean, we all know the true value of Jace is a battle that lets you brainstorm every turn. Exactly. Um, we didn't put this down, but in this deck, I also played in McBain. You're gonna, I think your eyes are gonna light up when I say this. I played minor misstep, three copies, and it just fucking rules. Like, it's isn't it the sweetest card ever? It's yeah, and it's not like unfair. Like, you like, you're never like someone does it against you, you're like, fuck, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's maybe it's... as bad as like Red Blast, you know, where you're like, uh, like very efficient, you got me. And it's like, actually, you can't trade up. But like, that's the thing. I was like, I oh, can't trade up. It's gonna be garbage. But it doesn't matter because it's just like one for one swords to plowshares. Yeah, it it one for ones everything you care about, and it's just such a kick in the face when you get minor misstep. Like I've been doing it to people for the last while, but recently, like playing on Magic Online, I've definitely been minor misstep a few times, and it just like. It's kind of like spell snare in a way where it just takes the wind out of your sail where you're like, oh, <laughs> not like this. Every day Eternal talked about this and I thought Kai brought up a really good point where he was like, I think this is going to make people realize that they should be countering more brainstorms. Like every time I was like, well, I got to, you have to have a target, right? It's like when someone like plays a two drop, and you're like, I fucking spell snare. I don't care what it is. Spell snare. Mm -hmm. But I countered so many brainstorms and i just everyone was just looked sad <laughs> and i i get that because when i cast a brainstorm like i fucking want it to resolve cast a ponder yeah. i'm baiting you out so i can cast brainstorm later on you know three turns later but brainstorm yeah, is yeah really funny that way like whenever somebody casts the swords of plowshares they're not like secretly trying to look like they don't really need this swords of plowshares to resolve but every time you cast a cantrip you have that like stone cold like poker face like i don't <laughs> this is irrelevant to me and then you know they daze it and you're just like mm. <laughs> <laughs> like turn two when they don't play the land and then they play brainstorm there's so many times and this is wait when it's dazed too because you lose tempo right you're like i feel like i should daze this i don't want to i'm gonna let it go and People like i minor misstep so punished now it's... oh i minor misstepped and just it was like and I was just like, oh yeah, we're off to the races. That's called a major misstep when you yes. get it. You're just like, see you later. And then you just wasteland them and the game's just so done. But yeah, way overperforming expectation. Card is Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've been um really high on the card. I picked up another two, so I got a play set now. The I saw a rug delver list that had four in the deck. And you know, you're just up to no good when you're rugged out with minor missteps. Uh, this literally just like kill on site, like anything fucking happens. Yeah, like, is it a one drop? Boom. I'm like, sure. 
Yeah. Uh, and it like the pitches of forcing is cliche, but it's kind of in game one. You're like, well, pitch the force. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and like, I've been playing it with, with Dragon Rage Channeler, where you can just, you know, mill over it if you need to or something like that. But it's a very good card. And, but it's not like overpowered. It's just, it's very tactical in what it does. Like it's specific, but it's just very good at what it does. Yeah. And I just love the fact that it it hits zero. Yeah. I mean, it feels bad when it happens to you. But it's kind of like uh, I've talked about this before, where I like fucking hate Thalia, but I'm like, good magic card, very well designed. Like they can put it in standard, it's still legacy playable, great card. I don't like it when it happens to me, but like, and that's where this card feels like it fits. We were talking about Jace a minute ago, and I want to talk about a deck that plays the new Jace. Of course, I'm referring to Red Green initiative and Minsk and Boo uh, when I say that but this deck is like when I look at the list and you've got eight spirit guides in it once upon a time and chrome boxes and a bunch of soul lands like it's just raring to go this deck it and has... I don't I don't I don't know like the Frank Karsten math on how often you got a four four mana on turn one but it's a lot it's a much larger number than I would be comfortable with. And it just <laughs> feels terrifying. It's definitely like the red black reanimator to the blue black reanimator of white initiative. Like you're just going. You're like, look, maybe I have like a cavern and maybe I can shove something through in the perfect world. But most of the time I'm keeping a hand that just shoves something down your throat. And if it doesn't resolve, I'm going to get something else soon enough. Uh, it's it's terrifying, and being a deck that plays four like main deck furies is so bad. Anytime <laughs> I've played against it and I get a little bit of purchase, I'm like, okay, thing we're under control. It's just like you know, hard cast fury, evoke fury, like everything's <laughs> fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. It's and and the, like the the chalice is just for good measure. Um, I think back to when I first got into Legacy and I was looking at decks to play and it was Painter or Dragon Stompy. And this is back when like Dragon Stompy was like Chalice, Blood Dragon, and like (laughs) shitty cards. And that was it. Like it was, you were relying off of your artifacts and enchantments to win the game where this is like all of those things are now insane creatures. And they just take over the game. Like a turn one Minskambu, you're just like, fuck. <laughs> like you can't really prismatic ending it. How are you getting rid of it so fast? Like unless you've got a lightning bolt and you're on the play. Yeah, or you need like which, a Krakus. Which like, why are you saving a lightning bolt? Yeah, or you have a Krakus or something, but then they just drop Magus of the Moon and you're just, you're so far behind. It's, it's a truly scary deck. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like four Fable just kind of hanging out in there as well. Because why not? Um, yeah. What a, Fable is, the I think, the ideal like turn one. It's almost like that kind of like um, cantrip thing we're talking about. Like you should probably counter a Fable, but like it doesn't feel that good. You know, like it's Fable's good and it's going to be good, but it just exists in that kind of like gap covering. It's not going to be the thing that kills you. 
but like, you know, if you let it exist, it's going to be that thing that accelerates it or like filters it through to what it needs. So I don't know. The deck's so jam packed with threats and like being able to play once upon a time in a deck that can cast it, not like as a meme off of like a treasure, but like actually just cast it if it has to. Yeah. Fable is like interesting. It's interesting in Painter, which is like where I have the most experience with it. Because it's like you, like you kind of have to counter it. Mm-hmm. I think people weren't for a long time, and now people, like, I think people realize they do. And so you can play it out to bait out a counter spell, but also if it resolves, you kind of like coast is clear. This is incredible, and you get to loot, <laughs> and so you get to like fix your hand and ramp. It's just like, yeah, I'll keep any painter hand where I have turn one fable. That's just so powerful. So I'm just going into the, as we go through some of these things, I'm, I'm comparing against the most recent combined metagame sheet for the new legacy metagame. And this gruel stompy list, as they're calling it, which I don't know. I don't like the name, but it's the name, whatever. Uh, it's sitting at 49%. So it's it's kind of a coin flip. And my guess is that it's like, heads I win and tails I lose to myself by drawing like four <laughs> spirit guides in a row. Yep. Like it feels like that's how the game is going to play out in some ways, which I know there's lots of people who just like, don't want to play a deck. That's like that. Like it's kind of like you had said, like red, black, grand mayor and stuff like that, where, um, you know, you just mulligan to oblivion or, or something fails on the deck. I think that's where it sits in a nice place though. Right? Like mm. the white, initiative deck had some disruption and then it also like when it played against fair decks had you know touch of the spirit realm solitude where this is like i'm kind of jam a thing down your throat sometimes i just like fold to myself other times instead of playing chalice i make a you know a minskin boom my opponent untaps and goes ad nauseum kill you yeah so that it's like it's susceptible to enough stuff that like if like this is what you want to play like and go nuts you know to each their own but it's not. I don't think it's going to endanger of like taking over the format or anything. And it's not in danger of. The bigger problem to me with like the white initiative deck wasn't that it like took over the format. Is that it like pushed out all the fair shit and like nothing could really prey on it effectively mm. enough. Whereas like this is like it will, you know, it'll, it'll devour DNT, you know, most likely. But something else comes along, and just like knocks it out, right? Yeah, it's it's way more susceptible to like disruption, like force of will or something, than yeah. you know the mono white was. And in addition, it really lacks removal, like beyond the furies, and you know, Minskin <laughs> something, throwing hamsters at stuff. Like it really is more of just I want to punch you in the face. Yep. Whereas the the white initiative deck, you know, it's like oh, I'm going to go up to like basically eight plow effects in my 60 card deck and lands is sitting there saying like, well, I can't even, I have to like make my 2020s hex proof to get past you. Whereas this, you're just like, make a 2020, punch and fire your Magus, <laughs> good game. And then that's it. Like there's, there's a lot of um, weaknesses of the deck. And I think it'll be more of a, you know, a tier two, tier 1.5 kind of deck, but it definitely won't be tier one, even though it's extremely powerful and I'm sure a lot of fun to play. There's um, there's a related deck that I didn't actually add to this sheet, but I wanted to talk about 
uh, if we're talking about red green initiative. Um, oh, we were talking about Jace the Mind Sculptor, but yeah. Continue. Ah, okay. So um, there is a mono green initiative list that uh, XJ Cloud and Jason Murray have been playing. I don't know if you guys Dino? got to look at this. Uh, it's referred to as DNT, Dinos and Trinospheres. It's, it's got two big dinosaurs. Yeah, so it's basically just like green dorks, Elvish Spirit Guide, Chromox, Green Sun, you know, Ooze, Oof, some Trinospheres, a Grist. The only initiative things are Under Mountain Adventurer, um, but you're playing for natural order because you get to find Atraxa, uh, Apex Altasaur, which probably is a reader for most people, but it is a nine mana 10, 10. And when it comes into play, it fights one creature you don't control and it has enrage. So every time it takes damage, it fights another creature. So it's kind of like a board wipe you can tutor for. Uh, and it also plays Tyrannix Rex, which I don't have the text, but it's a big fucking idiot, like seven, it's six trample seven, haste, ward seven, four. Toxic six or something, right? Toxic three, I think. Is it six? Okay. Talk I, don't big, I don't know. It's big and it's giant. It has ward four. Um, but aside from the consistency of a single color mana base, I mean, you do lose out on the like amount of initiative guys, but you do have the green sun to kind of make up for it. The big game that you can actually play and cast is uh, the turn timber symbiosis, which is a nice one. It's the green flip land. So you can play it, you can pitch it to Chrome Mox, you can cast it for you know seven and go get one of these things and shove it into play. Um, it's it, The deck's sweet. Uh, I've meaning to give it a try, but it's very expensive online. <laughs> well, Tier Next Rex is only 1.49 tickets for the... Uh, it has a Gristlebrand vibe to it where it's like, all of these fours and eights, and then the mana cost is seven. And you're like, yeah. why is it out of symmetry there? Like, <laughs> I just assumed turntable symbiosis was expensive. Like, was it expensive before? I don't think so. Oh, because I I don't know. Because like the black one's like fifteen bucks or something. It's four dollars. I should pick some. Under Mountain Adventure spiked to three dollars and ten cents. Wow. So there's a bunch of different flavors like of initiative that we've had and then your staff of storyteller, but apparently Doompo's been having lots of different <laughs> flavors. That's one of the flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, one of the flavors. So I I'm I don't really I always think of Doomsday as this like personal tutor version. Like that's what I think of Doomsday as. But like this whole like Citadel version or some tempo-y version, like that Merc Tide. I haven't really played against those. They're kind of like, tell me about them. What are so these new Kevin, flavors? Friend of the show, Kevin has been playing the Citadel version uh, on and off, at least for the last couple of weeks. Um, the Citadel version, there's an Esper version with Teferi, and I believe it has silences. There's the Esper paper only. You must consult the head judge before you play it version, which is a tempo version that's running both. Uh, Triumph Strix. Catherine? And oh, Triumph yeah. Sorry, I forgot the name of Strix, one of my favorite cards of all time for some reason. Wow. But uh, the reason you have to ask a head judge is because the current ruling in Gatherer is that uh, for people who know Triumph St. Catherine is a 5 5 lifelinker. And when it dies, you exile it and the top six cards of your library. 
shuffle those cards and then put them on top. And the ruling gatherer states that if you have less than six cards in your library, you just exile your library and then nothing <laughs> happens. Makes sense. And Matt Tabeck has said, no, no, you can't pay the cost. Like, it's just, it can't happen. So he's like, that's wrong. We'll fix it at some point. But like, no, that, that'll be fixed. Like, it's not correct. And so Max <laughs> took it to Paper Magic and was like, hey, is this cool? And whoever runs uh, his paper regular legacy tournament was like, yes, this is fine. And so he's been playing with that, I think, a little bit. Uh, and then there's people playing just other forms of like tempo doozy now that it feels like you can like slow down a little bit with the initiative con. Mm -hmm. I, well, I don't know. I like combo control decks and combo mid-range decks because I'm an idiot. Uh, unlike last <laughs> week when I only had like, oh, I can only grind you out. Uh, I like to be like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Like hit a button that says kill you. And so I'm actually really excited to play the St. Catherine version once we get like a kind of clear this is allowed and this is not. I also love Triumph of St. Catherine, so excited for that. And then I'll play Predict and I'll just predict your St. Catherine away. Be amazing. Um, oh, I mean, pr Predict against Doomsday is good in many circumstances already. Yeah. So. <laughs> you kind of mentioned the, the combo control and I want to jump to two down here to Cephalid Breakfast. And this has been like a deck that kind of wasn't a thing a long time ago. Doomsday became the the new hotness with with Thassa's Oracle, but Breakfast has really made a niche of its own. It's super powerful. And it has like, in some ways, like how Painter plays out where it has this combo that you have to respect. But because it's blue and you can just have like so much manipulation to like set up that ultimate turn. I guess kind of similar to like Sneak and Show or something. Um, I don't know. I've just been really impressed at how it plays. And it can you can be really picky and choosy with how you want to play the deck. And then if you need to, you can just be like, okay, I'm going to set up a turn that I'm going to create a sequence that you just can't stop. And then I'm going to win. And playing against it a couple of times online with, with Delver, when they can just kind of like keep your creatures away from you and then set up just kind of like the, the, the jujitsu turn and take you out. And you're just kind of like, yeah, shit. Like I'm just, I'm just, it's definitely here. a deck that's along the same lines as painter in like, you can be on the receiving end and be like, well, I've got a plan to deal with this. I know when my time to strike is. And then, yeah, you just walk into like, oh, no, that was a terrible time to do that. And like, you know, just cards on the table, you misread something or you missed it. It's fairly complicated, but I mean, it's a really good deck and you can play that like fair game really well. Um, it's actually a deck that I've been meaning to pick up mostly because I have the lands and just need a bunch of the other random shit. But trying to find some nomads on core has proven to be the, slightly difficult. Let's go. I bought the whole thing. I, I, went I, through I like put it in my cart. Sorry, go ahead. I went through like five Sun, or six shops day, being like, Sun, where are nomads on core? Please, somebody have nomads on core. Um. Yeah, the deck's sweet. And, you know, it's it's, it's combo is not really my wheelhouse, but something that uh, you know you get to play that fair game. And like, it's interesting to see too how many dials you twist. It's like Doomsday. Do you go to the Doompo? You know, can you go like Breckpo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go into the Stoneforge. Stupid. I remember I played against Elliot a couple weeks ago, and he was playing Breakfast, and he 
he never once was even close to comboing. He just played the worst Stoneblade games you've ever seen. And like, it was good. It was good enough. Oh, yeah, because yeah, there's two versions, too, which I think is important mm. to, to point out. There is the version with a Stoneforge, which mm. is good because you can grab Shuko. So yep. they play one. And then there's a version that plays two Shukos and no Stoneforges. <laughs> but the Stoneforge does give you, you know, the pretty strong backup, quote unquote, plan, which is to just like mm-hmm. put a giant beater into play and start hitting them. The fucking the step through. Oh, my God. That was one of the tricks I got got. I was like, they have a violon too. They're going for this. They have like one card in their hand. I'm like, I have a surgical. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them. And you know, I have, yeah. I have like removal or something. They start going and they cycle, step through, go find their thing. It goes to their hand because that's Oracle's a wizard. And they like, yep, flip my whole deck, vial it in. Like can't be stopped. <laughs> like God damn it! I can read. I know. Oh, there's sideboard and sometimes main deck tech, which I think is also worth mentioning. Which is the combo, quote unquote, of Jackal Lantern and Memory's Journey. Yep. So Memory's Journey, I feel like listeners of our show may be more familiar with, which is one in a blue instant. Target player shuffles with three target cards from his or her graveyard into his or her library as flashback for one green, which if you uh, know anything about this deck, you can't really make with your tundras or planes or islands. And so it plays one jack-o'-lantern, which is one mana a one mana artifact, one in tap, sacrifice jack-o'-lantern, exile up to one target card from a graveyard, draw a card. Kind of useful, I guess. But you can pay one and exile it from your graveyard, and it just filters into any color. <laughs> so and so <laughs> you can flip your deck. And if your opponent goes to like surgical narcomibas on the stack or surgical something. You can shuffle it back into your shuffle whatever card they're targeting back into the library, flip it back in again, and keep going. That's the magic about this deck compared to like Oops, because Oops has so many tricks it does with Memory's Journey to like fuck stuff over. But with this deck, you just shuffle those in. Okay, your surgical's done. Okay, mill myself again. Like here we go. Yeah, I love this good. case like Painter as well, because you can just kind of be like. Uh, sure. I'll shuffle one card back into my library. You like it resolves. Go to my turn. Draw. Kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, on the metagame data, it's just over four percent of the metagame for the challenge results and everything, and it's sitting at a positive fifty-one and a half percent. So, doing well, doing fine. It's a good deck. Uh, it's probably here to stay like i don't like there's nothing that's really like structural that can kind of just like take it out of existence at this point aside from kind of sweeping leg of oracle but uh, i think it's a sweet deck what else we got in the list of new hotness or new flavors of hotness we got death shadow which i mean is Still Death Shadow, but I think like really well positioned. And we were talking was before we started yep, doing yep, for real. Before. Yeah, before we started recording, there's some lists that are just really leaning into like grief you reanimate, taking a page out of like a modern book. I guess not reanimate, but just like you know, like playing well, scam. Yeah, yeah, scam. And it's interesting because this is really what Death Shadow started doing at the height of like initiative. 
was the deck saw a bit of a resurgence at that point because they realized, well, if I just grief somebody and then reanimate their initiative guy, like fucking game over. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, if you have grief reanimate, like worst case, you just grief them and then reanimate grief and grief them again. And that's a good starting point. And you're down a bunch of life like sick. And that's really just hung around. You know, I think uh, I haven't seen very many. uh Torox recently that was probably something closer to the initiative meta out of shadow but um grief reanimate it's sick it's got to still be good against the red green one you know grief their initiative guy cool reanimate it have a good time it's another deck that i think is strong right now obviously if you can pilot it is like incredible but also it can never get too out of hand because Swords of Plowshares exists. Yeah, yeah. There's like natural checks for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like a great deck to have in the meta. It's like really skill intensive, obviously, when you're like playing with your own life total. Yeah, I love it. I'll just I'll just note that the match win percentage online is abysmal. <laughs> um, it's hard to play. It's yeah. So apparently, either they they're they're bad test shadow pilots, or they've been running into a lot of sorts of pleasures. But it's currently forty one percent. Um, but it's apparently it's played as often as Death and Taxes, Doomsday, and Elves. Like it's a commonly played deck. People are trying it out, but it is not performing well. Dude, I haven't run into a Death and Taxes mirror in. I mean, I'm going back to. February now. I don't. I don't know when I played Death and Taxes last online. It's been a long time. It is not popular. No, I, I don't know. Scrolling up to like <laughs> last time when I was just playing Initiative, I have not played a Death and Taxes mirror. Well, uh, the data agrees with you because um, Death and Taxes is also three. 0.1% of the meta, but... 3.1! Oh my god. Oh, that's as much as, like, Elves or Doomsday, like... Fake decks. I think some people sold their, like, Caracas's... I guess they would have Caracas. I think they sold their... Shit, what's in DNT worth money? Nothing. Fuck. Solitude? No, they need those. I think they maybe sold their Rashadden ports. It's like, get like seven bucks a piece. And put them towards City of Traders, And they can never look back... <laughs> well jeff like just just calm down like there's more dnt has a higher percentage than painter so yeah just right now really yes right That's now really so, i know so i'm just saying calm down Thanks, but uh i was looking at the match win percentage and the percentage of um win percentage or the win percentage without mirrors it's only 0.1% difference. So, yeah, DNT mirrors are very uncommon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, like it's like just... whatever percent, at like DNT like with mirror, and then like whatever percent yeah. plus one. Wow. <laughs> plus 0.1. That's crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, the. Yeah, Shadows, sweet. Um, but the next deck. Interesting what is, what to see this. Deck? Well, it'll be interesting to see if Vampire Hexmage can target a battle. 
Because that's where the real value is. I don't think that's, that's where we get a new evolution. Yeah. But Hex Depths is back. Two copies in one of the challenges. Slightly different flavors, but like Hex Mage, Dark Depths, Thespian Stage. Fucking get you. Let's go. I'm, I for one am really excited to start talking about the nuances of different stages of Dark Depths decks. You're like, oh, is this turbo or is it medium speed or slow depths like rainbow depths rainbow depths like all of those different things that like most people just eyes glaze over i'm here for this (laughs) i have four bobs now i was looking at a list with like yeah you're just flipping over your two drops or like zero drops and just like going to town i played one copy of shizo death storehouse put a little fear into them does it give a legendary creature fear Yes, sir, it does. Oh, God. Just goes waltzing past. Although it doesn't. It cannot be good. Yeah, like Baleful Strix can still just block it. And like, (laughs) isn't the most common flying creature? Isn't like Sejeri Step just like almost always better? But like, you can do Shizo over and over again. Yeah, the many times you attack with your 2020. I don't know. Shizo, god damn. It's like what black tap like a creature gets uh yeah. creature sphere. Fuck. If if you kill me with that, I'm gonna be so pissed. Oh now <laughs> it's like now I need to I'm gonna like look for a Shizo Death Star house. As soon as there's a break in the conversation. <laughs> I like so I'll probably play Rainbow Depths again just for fun. Like I really enjoy that deck, but the I never quite like the the bug versions of it. I mean, the get with Rainbow was what? You play like Stifles? That was the big thing that like Tom Hep was playing. And then I don't know what, do you play like Prismatic ending or something? I have no idea. It was mainly Stifle, but also just the speed at what you were playing. Mm. And you're playing like the, um, what's the seven mana protect your dude? Not of this world. Not of this world. Thank you. Um, so you're really just set, setting everything up for like one sniper shot where you just take him out, which was kind of fun. I guess it truly is just bug, right? It's just you play like gemstone mine for just a try land that's like untapped. Yeah. Wow. We'll see what happens with the battles and, and the vampire hex mage, but I'm really excited to talk about the next one. Quinn, you better, show, you, sh- you better show up with this deck at one point. This deck? Uh, if I, like own, enemy. if I own Snapcaster Mages, I would play this deck. And we're talking about Grixis Control here. <sighs> this is a throwback, man. This is, is like this, this deck gives me nightmares. Yeah, yeah. I see those two Colgans command listed here, and I'm having flashbacks. This is not good. Fucking <laughs> Colgans command, uh, destroy target artifact Ink Moth Nexus, and then kill your noble hire. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, God. No, I think it needs more hymns in the deck. They need to really swing for the fences, but it has Snapcaster Mage. It's got four hymns. <laughs> all, right, all right, we got to find the hymn first, right? Um, obviously, Grixis has such a range of cards that could be played in it. Like, I remember what was that um, saga that everyone was all about for a while. That would like remove the graveyard and then 
deed everything for one. <laughs> did Sugu uh, hungers or whatever? Consumes all. Yeah, yeah he yeah. consumes all. That card was metal. That was sweet. Um, like, there's such a range of like Grixis control cards that you could play, and there's obviously like no kind of locked in list or anything like that. But anytime I see a Grixis control deck, it always it always looks way sweeter to me than like a boring old just guy or band control deck. Like Grixis, you've got a plan, you know what you're doing. But playing like Soren the Mirthless, like come on. <laughs> I think a card that really helped this like got, got released recently is Sheldrake's Edict as well. Yeah. What is that one again? It is a it's an edict. So uh it's cannot it's not like the classic edicts. You can't tra- cannot target yourself to get around things like Grizzlebrand's lifelink, but it's a modal card and you choose each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature, each opponent sacrifices a creature token, or each opponent sacrifices a planeswalker. So I think like the big thing about Grixis is like you have other than blocking, you don't have like a ton of ways to deal with like a 2020 as an example. And like now you do. Yeah, that is terrifying. The fact that you could have you know, like an Elvish Reclaimer, some Doofus in play, or you've got your Elvish, uh, the hell's the Sackland Shroud one? The only rotting Silvin, one. Uh, Sylvan Safekeeper. Safekeeper, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. got Safekeeper, you're like, hey, 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 hey. And it's just like, yeah. you're like, like, token. Yeah. like oh, God. <laughs> Kelney Garden. Yeah. Once again, Kelney Garden. It's nice that, that they have so many um, options in this slot, right? Like you mm-hmm. can play um, the split second edict. You can play this one. Um, you can play yeah, they have this. Are strictly worse, right? Hmm? I think you can play yeah. Liliana's edict. If you have a Liliana the, the last hope, I guess it really is between the two options of uh, split second or this. But it's it's nice, you know. I, I, it's not like I think a slam dunk better than the other one, but definitely those shots of like nuking a token or planeswalker is massive. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very cool. And a deck playing some put, main deck is fucking <laughs> something. I did put Grixis down on this sheet, and I was thinking of Grixis control, but I think it's worth mentioning too that I can't remember if it was in the deck dump or one of the challenges. There was like a legit Grixis Delver deck too. Chad hmm. is somewhere yelling Honda Civic at the top of his lands. Gurmag Angler. Yeah. Oh my god. That's crazy. The fish. It's been a long time. The big fish can't be hit by Pyroblast. So the the list that you're actually talking about, um, well, there's a couple of them, but there was a challenge. They got fourth place overall. Two Gurmrig, two Murktide, two Third Path, third path Iconoclast, and then four Delver, four Darcy. Iconoclast. Oh my god. And then you're playing two snuff outs, two thoughtsies. And then just Delver stuff. But yeah, Gurmag is is a freaking card. It's kind of like I've been playing the Rug Delver list online where you just have a big Tarmogoyf. And the amount of times your opponent like, well, they can kind of prismatic ending it, but usually they have to play around days, so it's kind of harder. But like when swords is like their only hope and you're just like, here's my big idiot deal with it. 
Uh, it's it's pretty sweet. And then like you play your Murktide to back it up and they just like red blast that, get out of the way, but they just can't deal with your non-blue creature. That's not just one mana. It's it's pretty fun. Snuff out though. Snuff out is so rude. Oh, it's, you have to, it costs you four life. It, yeah, it does. It does, but yeah. Okay, Quinn. This also last can't hit your Meg Angler. That's true. Why don't you uh, end us on this last one here? This one looks like the best of all of them. Yeah, so this one I don't I wouldn't say it's popular, but uh <laughs> Kaiser on MTGO. I can't remember his his, his Hans Jacob Goddick. Yes. Yeah. So I actually saw his first iteration of this in some like 22 player tournament in Denmark and immediately sent it to Tristan O'Laughlin being like, should I fucking play this on Thursday? And he goes, This looks like a massive pile I'm like no this dude's good and a legacy like he plays <laughs> online and like so he's, he's like a gp winner yeah uh but he's tuned the list a little bit he came in 19th place in the uh sunday challenge so the that's a big one right yeah i don't yeah. know and so yes. it's a it's a bug list and the core of the list is four grief and four reanimates has four hymns <laughs> What life from the loam, which I my small brain is like, I don't know when this is good, but it does have four wastelands. <sighs> and then the rest of the creature suite is two Murktides, because you gotta finish the game off, two Leovolds, and four Baleful Strix. It also runs Snuff Outs McBain. Obviously has the whole suite of like, you know, the days force of will counter magic, a couple fatal pushes, and then like all the cantrips. It just seems so hateful. I love it. I was walking around today after work, just running some errands, and I was just thinking about being like, land, grief, reanimate, grief you again. And my opponent just being like, fuck. Because like, you can't really force a will that, you know, either of those spells. Like you could, I guess you could, but it doesn't seem good. And then just untapping after my opponent was like, well, ponder, I'll like re... I'll keep on top and I'll draw and then going him to Turok. And then facing them. And <laughs> I was just, waiting like, for you to say that. Uncontrollably. <laughs> Yeah, the the thing that like when I when I look at this list, the thing that really stands out to me is how much damage it's willing to take. Like there's a lot of life loss in this deck and no real way to kind of sometimes like there's like you know green cards that could kind of like gain you some life back, but this is like we're going one way here and you're coming with me. Every time I reanimate a grief and then snuff out something, I'm just going to imagine that Bob Marr is somewhere, like feeling a disturbance in the forest and getting more powerful. <laughs> Greatness at any cost. The, the idea that you can just like, you just want to draw the game out and you're just like, okay, I am going to get all the cards and you're going to get none of the cards. And the fact that like just a bunch of baleful strictures backed up by you're kind of playing eight baleful strixes which is kind of ridiculous and 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 then eventually you just play like leovold you protect it and then you just keep hemming and wastelanding them like it does kind of have this really controlly just stab you in the dark prison element to it which it's is been a long time since there's been a deck that just plays some leovolds no like 
combo, no synergy. Just, just, I'm just playing a leopold. Just like tap out three mana. Yeah, reanimate him. You play leopold. It's just like that's magical Christmas land, but it's like if magical Christmas land was the most evil, despicable place on earth. Like it's fucking demoralizing. I want to talk about something in this deck list that raised my eyebrows. And there's only one thing I can think of that this exists for. Um, I know what you're going to say. There has to be something better. Anoint with affliction in the side. Painter, right? It's the only thing I could think of. Painter. Like you want to XL painters that they can't welder it back. Uh, What what were you thinking? Merit Lage. Oh, it's Merit Lage. Oh, that's good. That's better than I thought. But like you have all the edicts, like specifically Shoulders edicts, so you're probably covered. I really don't know what this is for, but this is an interesting, you know, thing because like mentally you're looking and you're like, yeah, two mana exile common in a set, like who cares? But that is the kind of ticky tack thing. I mean, something like painter, exactly, like exiling a painter. That's big game. Um, and that being relevant in some cases is neat, and you don't really have that effect in these colors. Um, but it, it definitely stands out. I scryfold black exile effects to be like, there must be something better, there, and there's not. Oubliette. <laughs> yeah, and this is instant oh, yeah. speed. It's a yeah. good card. I didn't think of Merit Lage, and I was initially going to be like, I don't need to buy these cards, I'm just going to play this. But now that you said Merit Lage, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. You'll spend the 20 cents and get your two copies of <laughs> Anoint with Affliction. I probably would have played Run of Foul instead. And they just been like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. The thing that just looks crazy to me here is that you're playing 15 lands and four wasteland. And like the wasteland don't really cast anything. So you're just basically playing 15 lands. They cast your mark ties by being in the graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, like, the only thing that really costs more than two mana is Leovold and that's it. Deed. Deed out of the sideboard. Yeah. Deed out of the sideboard. So I guess it is really low to the ground when you think about it. The fact that half your spells are just um, free, basically. Also, or yeah, like maybe that's why the loam's good. Because you, with a low land count, you're like set to the wasteland. You have your own wastelands. You just keep like you can like loan back to play spells later. I don't know. Loan back your like loaning back a wasteland and two fetches is like pretty sweet. Just make it a face. I was thinking the loaning control X is always just so funny. I as a lands player, uh, I absolutely hated it when your opponent could be like the control deck and they're just like. And they're building the wall <laughs> slowly, trick. closing all the doors, and then they're like, and then they draw their loam and they start wastelanding you, and you're just like, oh my god, this is brutal. <laughs> but like you're, you're judging loam as well, and if you're like holding a reanimate in your hand, like obviously you're not going to reanimate. It's true. Like reanimate. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like ten, there's ten creatures. I'd reanimate. Why not? They're fucking reanimate like a three three for sure. Like take seven. If you dredge loam. If you do, if you cast Loam and you have Merc tied out, is that three triggers of cards leaving your graveyard? No, because it's only instant or sorceries. So it'd be one. Yeah. Um, if you um, if you dredge Loam, then you get one. Yes. Ooh, now we're talking. 
It does have two Nihil spell bombs on the side as well for the extra value. The the fact that you have four griefs and four hymns to put opponents' creatures in their graveyard and then reanimate them is pretty gas. Like I, I like imagine even just like hitting painter and they like discard a goblin welder and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take that. <laughs> like, how do they play cards? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's like the the meme of like I'm the captain now. Like, find fury this. or you die. It feels yeah. like a um, like a cube play. You know, like you draft your reanimator deck in cube, and you're just like, well, yeah, I'll thought seize them, sure. And you're like, oh, like they have a gristle brand. Like, okay, <laughs> no wonder that didn't wheel. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and and you know they they faithless looting. They go to reanimate. You're like, okay, force will that. Like, okay, go ahead. You're like, my turn, reanimate. You're going to spread. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, I think this is, it feels, the more that we talk about it, it feels really well positioned in the metagame. And it feels like you could do some cool stuff, like, relative to all the other decks. Even though it feels like it looks like a bit of a pile. Maybe, maybe HJ is actually just really good at magic. Who knows? Yeah, I think that's like you you made a point earlier, Quinn, when you were explaining the deck to Tristan, saying like he's a really good magic player, so he's on to something with his deck. But it might just be that because he's such a good magic player, that's holding this deck up. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Because <laughs> like, you know, you rip your hand that has like two Gurmags, two Merc Tides, you're like, you know, two wastelands. <laughs> like <laughs> This Here's is like the next the, episode of the Canadian Threshold, where Quinn tells you the deck is only good because, yeah, he's good. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, uh, what's Chase's MTGO name? Chase. Chase. Oh, um, Strifo. Uh, yeah, Strifo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Strifo pile or mm-hmm. some like those random decks where it's just like, oh yeah, there's the one person who plays it. Like JTL, how he can play Esper Control, um, Esper Vile, but then they're like, anyone who tries to impersonate him is just a garbage player with the deck. Jeff. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's end on a positive note. Perfect transition. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, With a section that we like to call That's Gas, and... No, after I kind of dunked on you there, Jeff, why don't you uh, try to <laughs> write the ship? Sure, sure. Uh, I want to shout out um, a, a personal friend of mine uh, I actually had lunch with today, uh, Kyle Patty. This is a noted non-Magic player, um, but I think through COVID and lockdowns and not really seeing people, for some reason he decided to start listening to the show. And a few times I'll talk to him. He lives down in Seattle now and he'll be like, when's the next big event? Like, let me know. Like, I'll come see, like, I'll come see what's going on. Or, you know, I'll have a conversation with him and be like, oh, that guy you had talking about painter. Wow. He knew what he was talking about. Like that was, that was entertaining. Uh, So we're having lunch today. He told me that he started uh, last week working through the back catalog and he's up to, he's up to episode four now. But I think he joined in around uh, 70 or something. So he's listened to a lot for a non-Magic player. Um, And it's always very funny talking to anybody after doing the show. 
and you know we'll go out to legacy or whatever and elliot will be talking to me and i'll be like i didn't have this conversation with elliot why does he know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's recorded and put on the internet so i get a bit of that with him too um, but it was great catching up with him today, and uh, I wanted to leave him a little nugget in here and see how long it takes for him to say something to me. Um, Quinn? Um, I, one of that's gas is Jay Kaiser, because I am <laughs> stoked his deck on Thursday. And maybe I'll go horribly wrong, like you mentioned, Jeff, but yeah. we'll find out. I'm going to uh, shut out H.J. Kaiser, because he will enable me to take your money on Thursday. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Just like I don't know. The good draws seem good. It has brainstorm and ponder. Right? How bad can it be? Yeah. I know. It looks sweet. I, it I does look sweet. I'll give you that. The only thing I'm like thinking about is that I don't want to buy one crime and punishment, which is like seventeen dollars. <laughs> but also, there's a lot of Urza Saga, so I want to be able to kill Urza Saga. So we'll see. Can you just play like another deed? You just couldn't kill it on yeah, two. We got four wastelands. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I might just play another deed. I also kind of want to play a painful truth. Fuck mm. yeah! HJ Which Kaiser I think was is probably bad to take that much damage, but also he was the player. So he he won the GP with Bug Delver, and after Deathrite got banned or whatever, like he was the guy who was dazing, um, or he was. He was casting Painful Truths and then recasting it. It must have been with Mystic Sanctuary. Um, but yeah, he was the Painful Truths guy. I, I refuse that. to believe Painful Truths was played alongside Mystic Sanctuary. Mystic Sanctuary? <laughs> the was technology has progressed. How are they doing it? There was a way that they were like replaying Painful Truths. We can go back and check. Now, Jeff, if we do play on Thursday, you'll be beating me down. And I'll just be like, I'll oh, painful truths for four. And be like, you're gonna die. I'll be like, I know. Are you gonna, gonna make that extra happy. color? You don't yeah, have it. I'm gonna die right? happy drawing four cards. You can't make that fourth color. Oh, I can't. Well, I could put a falcon. It'll be <laughs> mana base is sketchy already. Cares. Play, play the jack o' lantern. I got a loam. It's fine. I just fucking loam it back. Yeah, play the jack o' lantern. McBain. I think I'll do a collective that's gas for a prior guest on the show, Dylan, friend of the show, recent father of the child. Uh, Lucas is the healthy baby's name, and we're all super happy for him. So way to go, Dylan. I think Lucas, too, notably, as far as I know, not like a legendary creature. It's Luca. He just died. <laughs> that's not the same not the same <laughs> this just made me think of it like if you had a kid would you purposely be like i gotta find a non-magic name your partner's like what the fuck's wrong with you like this is a perfectly good like no no not that one <laughs> sorry all my nerd friends can't name our baby a johnny <laughs> i know like liliana there's some normal ass names yeah I, i'm pretty sure uh who's the poker player david um He's a magic oh, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous for yeah, playing vintage yeah. most recently. David something. Uh, but he, he was trying to... I remember he was trying to slip. He's telling a story about trying to slip uh, magic names past his wife. 
and uh, she just was just like like no we're not doing that we're not doing that and then he's like well how about liliana and she's like i like that i like that he's like yeah okay david so williams then, david williams there also go. known for master chef yes oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> a man of many skills all right speaking of master chefs if you love what we cooked up <laughs> and you made it this far. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you all in two thresholds. Wow, he did the black and white version of Flesh Taker. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. <laughs>